in case you've been living under a rock for the past couple of weeks, you might have missed that Ben and Jerry's has doggy desserts. This week, we've got the veterinary technician behind the successful brand's foray in to dog ice cream. This week on the Veterinary Viewfinder. Welcome back to the Veterinary Viewfinder, the podcast that tackles the toughest topics in veterinary medicine. And this week, it's all about Ben and Jerry's. Who doesn't love them some good old ice cream made up in Vermont, U.S. of A.? And this week, they have announced that they now have a doggy ice cream because we know that all those pet parents out there are actually giving them the Ben and Jerry's and maybe there would be a better alternative. And so we've got the certified veterinary technician behind the story. And I just can't wait to introduce you. But, but first... As always, I am one of your co-hosts, Dr. Ernie Ward. And I'm registered veterinary technician, Becky Mosser. And Becky, how many articles, memes, news stories about the doggy desserts from Ben & Jerry's have you seen in the past week, week and a half? All. All. (laughs) All the media. But I actually love it because, uh, you know, being affiliated with the human-animal bond, I'm seeing people just being really excited about eating ice cream with their dog. Like... And, and that's actually pretty heartwarming. It really is. And so, Viewfinders, when this story started breaking and we found out that there was a certified vet tech behind the scenes, wow, we had to have her. And so, this week, we are so pleased to bring you one of the global marketing specialists from Ben & Jerry's, who is a CVT, Lindsay Bumps. Lindsay, what the heck? I know. <laughs> How did this happen? It's so cool for me. Um, It's been one of the coolest projects I've worked on in my career to date, veterinary and marketing side, because it's all combined and rolled into one. Man, it really is. And and Lindsay, again, uh, for the Viewfinder family, I love showcasing, highlighting, focusing on the amazing, extraordinary things that we are doing as professionals out there in the real world. So Lindsay, rewind the tape of your life and... Where did you grow up? I mean, how did your love of animals, you know, what happened here? How did you get to to Ben and Jerry's? It's a wonderful question. And it's always one that I really enjoy reflecting on because it's been quite the journey. Uh, I grew up in Woodstock, Vermont, which is kind of in the middle of the state. Uh, I grew up with a foundation of 4-H and being a pet owner and having a grandfather who instilled the love of all animals to me when I was really young. Uh, I can vividly remember him walking up the driveway uh, with kittens under his coat, uh, much to my parents' surprise, and and bringing me kittens on occasion. So uh, my passion for animals was really instilled at a very, very young age. I grew up with horses, we grew up with chickens, and always had a couple of cats around, and, you know, I went through the whole 4-H program as a youngster, and got into some horse showing, and when the day came to decide what was after high school, I quite honestly didn't really know what I was going to do, but I knew it was going to involve animals. 
Wow. Okay. So, so now Lindsay Bumps has just graduated from high school. She says, I don't know what I'm going to do, but it's going to involve animals. What's the next step? Well, the next step was uh, applying to some colleges. I applied for animal science, for equine studies, for veterinary technology, you know, just kind of a bunch of animal specific uh, degrees, if you will. And it wasn't until the day that I had to have an acceptance letter and a deposit in that I decided I was going to pursue veterinary technology at Vermont Tech, uh, which is in Randolph, Vermont, uh, about an hour away from where I grew up. And uh, it was between Vermont Tech and veterinary nursing or UNH and equine science. And I just felt like the veterinary nursing felt a little bit more uh, beneficial in the long run career-wise. Uh, so I went to Vermont Tech in 2004 and completed my technician degree in 2006. Wow. Well, Lindsay, one of the things that we talk about a lot on the podcast is sometimes, you know, people have this view, as Becky puts it, that being a vet tech is like second place. It's a consolation prize to being a vet. But here, once again, Becky, we have another CVT RVT who says, no, I really wasn't interested in the vet thing. I always knew that I was going to be a vet nurse, vet tech. I mean, Becky, I mean, this just validates what you've been saying for all these years. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And, and I think everybody... The majority of the folks in our profession feel the same way. And what I really love about this is the opportunity to inspire our other technicians that, you know, sort of you we hear so often like, well, I can't wrestle dogs forever, you know, and I want them to be and feel inspired by, you know, roles like Lindsay's to know that there are there are definitely other places you can end up um, if you kind of pursue it. Okay, so back to Lindsay Bump's story. Okay, now you graduate from veterinary technician school. What's next? I started working right out of school. Uh, I worked at a small animal clinic in Bethel, Vermont for a few years and then decided I wanted to mix it up. So I moved about an hour and a half north and worked in equine medicine and subsequently emergency medicine at Vermont's first and still only emergency clinic of Burlington Emergency and Veterinary Specialists. I spent some time working in low-cost spay and neuter at Vermont Cannes. And then I kind of decided that as much as I loved what I was doing, it wasn't something that I saw myself doing forever. So I decided to go back to school And what led me to my second degree in public relations and corporate communications was actually a veterinary practice that I worked at where I was responsible for writing monthly newsletters and getting us into the social media phase. You know, it was right around the time when Facebook became a real big thing. And I really liked what I was doing as far as the the business communications and marketing went. Uh, but really didn't know exactly that it was PR that I wanted to get into. Um, So did a little research and landed at Champlain College uh, to get my bachelor's degree in PR and corporate communications. And I started there in 2009, and then I graduated in 2011. Right, and so from 2011, is that when you landed at Ben & Jerry's, when you graduated? 
I actually started at Ben and Jerry's in 2011 as an intern in the marketing department as I was finishing up my second degree. Wow. Well, obvious question. Do you like ice cream? Yes. <laughs> uh, I've been at Ben and Jerry's for going on almost eight years, and uh, there's not a day that I don't like ice cream. I'm surprised that my uh, desire to eat it hasn't waxed and waned, but uh, yeah, I eat a lot of ice cream. <laughs> okay. So now Lindsay CVT with a degree in marketing and corporate communications has landed at Ben and Jerry's. At that time, especially in this early phase of your career at Ben & Jerry's, did any talk of dog desserts, of dogs, animals, did any of that intersect? You know, were people like saying, wow, this is intriguing. Lindsay, you are a veterinary technician. How can we integrate that into what Ben & Jerry's? Or was it just sort of this thing that, you know, nobody talked about for a long time and then suddenly... You know, you really got got to be on stage, so to speak, which we'll get to in just a minute. Yeah, at the Ben and Jerry's office, our our global head office is here in South Burlington, Vermont. Uh, it's always been a dog friendly workplace, so there was on average, you know, maybe thirty or forty dogs in the office on any given day. And I really had the opportunity to take my veterinary expertise to the canine culture committee, if you will, which is the employee-run committee responsible for making sure the two-legged and the four-legged co-workers coexist nicely. So I had the opportunity to kind of bring my veterinary expertise and my animal behavior uh, knowledge to the Ben & Jerry's canine to fivers. Uh, so right now, when we're in the office in normal times, I lead that committee and there's about 10 employees on it. And our job is just that, to make sure that everybody's happy and safe in their work environment, um, but also to give back to our local community, whether it be um, participating at volunteer events at our local Humane Society or bringing in industry experts to help further educate our pet owners. Uh, but we have a lot of fun at the office when there's, you know, one dog for every two employees on average. Wow, that is so cool. Well, obviously, I'm guessing you got a lot of questions about, can I give my dog Ben and Jerry's ice cream? You're in the office with the canine to fivers. I mean, I'm guessing some people were slipping a little cup here and there. I mean, is that how this progressed? Like people in the office maybe were sampling the Ben and Jerry's and suddenly Lindsay's like, wait a second, why don't we actually make a product for them? I mean, how did this how did this doggy desserts originate, I guess? I wish I could take the full credit, um, but I can't. It's truly been a team effort in bringing doggy desserts to life. And ultimately, uh, it kind of came to life in the fact that we are such a canine ingrained culture at Ben and & Jerry's. And we know that dogs are so important to people's lives and their families that we wanted to bring the Ben and Jerry's experience to the dog. You know, we share a really unique bond with our dogs. Uh, they're part of our family. I have a nine-year-old French bulldog who is my partner in crime all day, every day. And, you know, when I'm looking to treat myself, maybe with a pint of Ben and Jerry's, <laughs> there's no reason why I wouldn't want to treat him too. And uh, there's been plenty of occasions where he has gotten the opportunity to lick the bottom of a of course, pint of vanilla of ice cream. <laughs> okay, so we are big on diversity and inclusion here at the Veterinary Viewfinders. So um, what about our feline friends? Because I know my cat <laughs> can hear an ice cream container open from 100 miles away, and he comes running. So anything on the feline front in the future? 
I think for now we're going to stay in the doggy dessert line of things, but never say never. Uh, I've had a few questions come through about the cat angle and you know, as a vet tech, I know that cats don't really have a good receptor for sweet like us and dogs, but uh, never say never. That's right. And who knows? There might be a savory Ben and Jerry's flavor in the future. So Absolutely. Becky... Savory and ice cream is uh, really good stuff. That's right. So anyway, Lindsay, I mean, this is this is really exciting because honestly, what you've done is you've sort of given pet owners, and we'll say dog lovers, of course, since this is specific to dog product, as Becky was mentioning, uh, you've given them sort of this guilt-free option. Because let's face it, Lindsay, all around the world, people are sharing their ice cream bowls with their dogs, and this is okay for the most part. But you guys then worked together to make a product that would be a little more appropriate. So explain to the Viewfinder family how this that process went about. Like, you know, how did you go from, okay, we've got these great human products that are, you know, highly desired and successful around the world for people, but how do we bring that experience to dogs? We did a ton of research before doggy desserts came to life that included talking to veterinary nutritionists. We talked to pet food regulated, regulatory individuals and consultation uh, teams that were helping us make sure that we brought a product to market that was not only delicious, but safe. Uh, as you know, dogs don't normally digest dairy as well as we can, and Things like chocolate and coffee are not good for dogs. So we worked very closely with our team of flavor gurus and with our industry professionals that we brought in to consult to bring this product to life with a very limited amount of dairy in it. So we actually can't call it ice cream because there's not a lot of dairy in it because we used a sunflower butter base that holds the chunks and the swirls. There's traces of dairy in it. So my husband and I took a trip this past fall, the fall before this past one, um, and we actually went to the Ben & Jerry's factory in Vermont, which I understand is not their actually manual, actual manufacturing plant. And so my question is, um, you know, what, where is this manufactured? Is it next to the ice cream? Is it in the same building? Like, where do you produce it? The doggy dessert Ben & Jerry's frozen treat is made in Vermont. We actually have two factories here, one in Waterbury, which has the tour facing component that is open to the public. But then we also have a second facility in St. Albans, Vermont, which is responsible for producing much larger volume uh, of our products and is not open to the public. And that is where Doggy desserts comes to life. Oh wow, that is so cool! And obviously, the regulatory you know issues between like making food for animals and food for people—that's pretty complicated, right, Lindsay? I mean, you have to be really strict about how things are processed and and formulated and actually produced and distributed. Absolutely, like I mentioned earlier, we've worked with a ton of consultants. Um, I actually consulted on it as a veterinary technician early on. I have another coworker who is a flavor guru who used to work in the pet industry uh, making supplements in food science. So she had that background. Um, but yes, there's lots that goes into it. Uh, we have ensured that our factories can support not only human product, uh, but product that is safe for dogs to consume too. And the doggy desserts product includes very identical ingredients that you would find in any of our human ice cream. So who were the lucky dogs that got to test this product to perfection? 
all of our canine to fivers. So we were very fortunate <laughs> in the sense that we have 40 dogs at our fingertips to sample this product with. Um, they were among the first to try it and among the first to tell us if it was good or not. Fortunately, uh, it went by with flying colors. And the reason we came up with uh, a pumpkin and a peanut butter flavor is because you know, those are two ingredients that dogs really enjoy, that are safe for them to eat, that people also enjoy. Uh, so we were able to bring Rosie's Batch and Poncha's Mix to our shelves nationwide. And these two flavors are actually named after two real Avis dogs. Yeah, I saw that in the in some of the news reporting. So explain a little bit about that, because I thought that was a really neat element. And I'm guessing we can expect more canine to fiver named doggy desserts. Yeah. So like I mentioned, we have all of our canine to fivers. We had a big contest for people that wanted to submit their dog to be considered to be featured on the mini cups and to have a flavor named after them. Uh, we chose two dogs, a big dog and a small dog, a male and a female, and a mixed breed and a purebred to make sure we had a very nice, diverse cast of dogs. Uh, Poncha's Mix. Poncha is a male French Bulldog and Rosie's Batch. Rosie is a husky um, pointer mix. Uh, she is <laughs> so funny, and Poncha is equally as funny, but they were a great pair to have uh, two dogs named after for the first two flavors. So I guess I'm interested to know, you said the dogs were a two to one ratio at the the office. How many dogs is that? And what's a day in the life of a dog at Ben and Jerry's look like? A typical day is obviously pre-COVID. I think all of our office dogs are probably missing their daily office routine. Uh, but <laughs> normally they get to come into the office and stop at the front desk for a treat um, and then they spend the day in with their human uh, at their desk. We all have either offices or big cubicles with lots of baby gates. Uh, the dogs don't necessarily get the opportunity to roam around freely, but we have a massive yard outside where they can go romp around. And, you know, playtime and walks and all of those things are very much so encouraged for the dogs and for the humans. Um, my Frenchie usually goes to work with me and, uh, sleeps most of the day, or I'm very fortunate in the sense that his best friend at the office is Ponch, the other French bulldog, and his owner and I share a wall between our offices. And we asked HR for about six months if we could put a dog door in between the two of our offices, and they finally agreed, I think, just to shut us up. <laughs> but we have a dog door between our offices, so our two Frenchies can essentially snuggle up on my side of the wall or Greta's side of the wall and, and sleep all day or spend time playing. It's really the best work perk for me, uh, even more so than the free pints of ice cream we get every day. Wow, this is cool. Well, listen, I do want to turn the conversation slightly uh, to some of your expertise now as a marketing specialist. And that is, was there discussion and concern potentially that by adding a doggy dessert with the Ben and Jerry's brand that you somehow might 
you know, devalue the exceptional ice cream, you know, legacy that you have, the human food aspect, you know, because there's a often debate in the human food world that said, look, you don't brand the same thing, you know, for dogs and for people because that kind of could minimize or reduce the value of the human food. Was that discussed at Ben and Jerry's? I don't agree with that, by the way, but that is a, a definite marketing concern. I don't agree with it either. Um, I don't think there was concern about devaluing our ice cream because Ben and Jerry's has been known for years to produce delicious, high quality ingredient products. Um, I think if anything, it was maybe on the flip side. There's oftentimes not great options out there for dogs to consume that are made with real ingredients and you know not fillers or things of that sort. So I think we were hoping to tap into the frozen treat market with something that, you know, you can flip the box over and read everything that's on the ingredients. And it doesn't have artificial sweeteners. You know, those are not safe for dogs to consume, um, but it has real ingredients. You know, there's no preservatives. There's no artificial colors or flavors. It's just real stuff. And like I mentioned earlier, everything that's in this mini cup can be found in our other products. You know, you can eat this. I've eaten both flavors. They're delicious. <laughs> They're just labeled for dogs, not for humans. But the ingredients are the same. Yeah, I have a feeling that you're probably going to have some fans that are humans out there going, hey, I actually like the doggy desserts better than some of the other flavors, you know. <laughs> totally, totally. I uh, actually gave Spock some of the Rosie's Batch last night while I had some of my own chubby hubby. And, you know, I had a spoonful of his, too, because I wanted to taste it. I didn't give him any of the chubby hubby because it has chocolate <laughs> in it. But, you know, I shared his. Do um, you get free dog ice cream just like you get free pints every day? I think that's going to have to be a new work perk if and when we get back into the office. We get three free pints every day if we want them. I think wow. that they're going to have to get a free four-pack of doggy desserts at least once a week. Wow, that is... You guys actually put your product where your mouth is. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I would so too. I, I, I put yeah. their product the, where the my ben mouth is. The Ben 10 is a real thing at Ben & Jerry's. Oh. It's kind of like the Freshman oh, 15, the but the Ben & Jerry's version. <laughs> I love that. As we sort of wrap up today, there's a couple of things I want to get to. Number one, Ben & Jerry's has also been known for their social activism. I mean, it's no secret. They have been proud advocates uh, and supporters of diversity and and all types of, you know, social causes. Uh, how has that been for you as a CBT? I mean, you know, obviously our profession has been in the midst of, of turmoil, just like uh, everybody else in the United States and around the world. I mean, have you seen some of the positive benefits of working at Ben & Jerry's? I mean, you guys are really making some, I, I think, some progress progress and impact in the world around you. Do you get to see that when you're up there in Vermont? Oh yeah, every day. I think, you know, like I said, having the dogs at the office is one of the biggest work perks for me, but ultimately getting up every day and working for a company that cares so much more about making great ice cream and about making a profit. But, you know, we have a three-part mission statement that really seeks to make sure we're making the best possible product in the best possible way and giving back to our communities and making sure everybody involved is uh, kind of benefiting off this linked prosperity model. So for me, you know, working at Ben & Jerry's is the ultimate dream job. And I think I am very fortunate to be there still. Um, I, I don't see myself going anywhere anytime soon. And I think, you know, bringing a, a treat like doggy desserts to life just kind of speaks to our innovation process 
you know, not only are we an activist company that happens to make really great ice cream, but we're always looking at ways that we can bring the Ben & Jerry's experience into a new platform. Uh, a couple years ago, we went into the non-dairy space. So we have an almond milk ice cream and a sunflower butter frozen dessert. And we have the dough chunks just in bags uh, that are in the frozen section. So there's no ice cream. And now we have the doggy desserts. So it's not only a cool company to work for that does really amazing things, but we're on the cutting edge of doing things differently. Yeah. So speaking of doing things differently, let's say you're now speaking to those colleagues out there, registered techs who are, are, are associate vets, doesn't matter, and they're struggling, right? So they're something is not fulfilling. They're not happy. They don't know what direction to go in. What's some of that life advice that you would share with them today to help them find some fulfillment and meaning? Because let's face it, we all go through ups and downs in careers. I understand that. But you know, you actually took a, a pretty bold step, uh, wound up actually continuing to influence the world as a CBT in your new role at uh, Ben and Jerry's. But you know, speak to those technicians out there who are saying, you know, I don't know where to go from here, but I know that I'm not happy where I am. Yeah, been there, done that myself. Um, I am very fortunate that I still am working as a CBT on a couple of weekend shifts a month. So keeping my uh, toes in the water, if you will, because it is a profession that I am so passionate about. And, you know, being able to treat cases and, you know, help pets and their parents out, you know, is not always easy. I think, those who are struggling really need to sit back and reflect on what their ultimate goal in life is. For me, you know, as a tech, I really enjoyed what I was doing, but it was exhausting physically and emotionally. And, you know, I hit burnout pretty quickly into my career, but I've still been able to kind of keep that life and that light alive through doing it part time. Um, I've had a couple of colleagues and close friends who are techs and pre-vet students who are looking to, you know, go to vet school soon who just don't know how to do it right now. Uh, I mean, I also have a, a close friend who is kind of doing something similar to me. She is exploring other career opportunities, but still working as a technician in, you know, kind of a on-call per diem um, arrangement, if you will. So I think you know, ultimately, it's all about making sure that you're happy at the end of the day, because it is a very taxing career. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, you're not going to be able to provide the necessary high quality care to your patients if you're not taking care of yourself. So I would encourage anybody to not ignore those feelings and really reflect on them. And, you know, if they need support from friends and family, get it. And, you know, find the light at the end of the tunnel because it's it's a tough profession for sure. And uh, I'm always hoping to see, you know, legislation change around, you know, credentials for techs and, and the benefits that they get. So always uh, advocating as much as I can still in, you know, the slightly smaller scope of the veterinary world that I'm now involved in. I think, I mean, beautifully said in, you know, what you're doing is inspiring and, you know, um, it's important to find your passion and I'm excited that you've been able to do that. And, you know, we want to hear what you guys uh, are experiencing out there. Send us videos of your dogos eating their first Ben and Jerry's ice cream. You uh, can find <laughs> us over on Facebook at Veterinary Viewfinder, on Instagram at The Vet Viewfinder. 
And you can try us over on Twitter at VetViewFinder as well. And Lindsay, anything else you want to close out with today before we say goodbye to you all the way in snowy Vermont? <laughs> yeah, just one other thing kind of to wrap up at the end there is, you know, if you're not quite sure if this is the right profession, you know, explore opportunities, talk to other people that are in slightly different professions or different branches of animal care and, you know, do some networking and, and do some informational interviews. I think that was always helpful for me too, as I was transitioning careers. But uh, besides that, thank you very much for having me. Uh, make sure you check your local retailers, grocery stores, pet specialty stores in the next few months to find Poncha's Mix and Rosie's Batch and, you know, give your pup a taste. Let me know what they think. Um, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on the Ben & Jerry's website under the press page if you want to reach out to me. Always happy to connect and thank you guys so much for having me today. Viewfinders, what do you think about Ben and Jerry's doggy desserts? What do you think about Lindsay Bump, CVT, who's making a really interesting change in our world uh, by creating great products for dogs to enjoy and for us to actually enjoy them with them? So, Viewfinders, we really want to hear from you. Like Becky said, send us a picture of your doggo enjoying their first dish of doggy desserts from Ben and Jerry's. Let us know if you found some inspiration and advice from Lindsay today and what you're doing to make sure you and your career stays on track and on point. We really want to hear from you. Don't forget to find us wherever you listen to podcasts and make sure you take a second, head over to iTunes if you can and leave us a rating and a review. It really helps for all of your colleagues to find content like this and get these topics out to the rest of our profession. And don't forget, viewfinders, the Ben and Jerry's 10 is real. You heard it here <laughs> on the Veterinary Viewfinder. Until next week, bye, everyone. Thanks, everybody. Have a great day. I'm so sorry. I thought I muted it in time when I see. This is going to be a fun edit. This is going to be like a six-hour edit. <laughs> I guess the only other thing I might add is... You know, we've tested it with dogs and we've run it by focus groups, but I haven't really had the chance to run it by too many veterinary professionals. So it would be awesome to hear what the feedback is from the viewfinder audience. <laughs>